0: And now, Opal Brand Soap presents another exciting episode of The Midnight Sleuth. Tonight's episode, Dr. Terrible's Listen-At-Home Radio Show. Our story begins in the Midnight Sleuth offices late
1: at night. And that, Linda, is precisely the reason I don't take the train anymore.
2: Midnight for the last time. Ghost trains are not a real thing. You didn't buy a ticket on a train to nowhere.
1: Oh yeah? Then explain how I got to Nebraska a few weeks ago.
2: You were on a real train. And besides, Nebraska is an actual place.
1: I beg to differ. Linda, what time is it?
2: Almost 8 30. Why?
1: <clears throat> it's almost time for my favorite weekly radio show, Angelica, Monster Hunter.
2: Midnight? I never knew you were a fan oh, of that so show. Not
1: of course, Linda. I have heard all 312 episodes, and I'm a member of the Angelica Monster Hunter fan club, which is precisely where I got this fairy ring I wear. See?
2: Midnight, that ring looks like it's cutting off the circulation in your finger.
1: They may or may not have sent me a kid's ring by mistake.
0: Attention. Attention, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's starting! Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special announcement. Due to... Technical difficulties, tonight's episode of Angelica, Monster Hunter will not air as scheduled. We at KFRC apologize for this inconvenience and and offer you the musical stylings of Harry James and his orchestra. Harry, please play. play some music.
2: Sorry, Midnight. Looks like the show's not airing tonight. I wonder what happened.
1: Linda, how can they do this to me? Don't they know I'm sitting here waiting to hear the show? I demand my free entertainment be brought to me when I want it.
2: I'm sure if they cancelled it for the night, they have a very good reason.
1: Oh, hooey, Linda. Doing this on purpose. This is malarkey. Utter and total malarkey. And I don't like malarkey. Not one bit. Even if it is quite fun to say malarkey. Malarkey.
2: Malarkey.
1: Malar- Nope. Now it has lost all meaning.
2: Midnight, do you even know what malarkey means? No
1: clue. Either way, Linda, I will not stand for this. Get your coat. We're going down to the radio station. Is malarkey a duck?
2: No, that's mallard.
1: Bet. Right. So close.
2: Look at all the people standing outside the building.
1: Huh, it seems I'm not the only one upset about missing tonight's episode.
2: I don't think those people are all here about the show.
1: Just because you're not a fan of the show doesn't mean you get to rain on everyone else's parade, Linda.
2: No one said I wasn't a fan It's
1: great to see so many passionate people showing their appreciation for good entertainment.
2: Midnight, look over there. Is that
1: Detective Davis? I didn't know he was back. Let's go talk to him. Surround the outside of the building.
0: Only get a few more men down here, quickly. Detective Davis, back from your mysterious absence, I see. Ah, Midnight, Miss Talbot. I was just about to ring for you.
1: As astute as always, Midnight. You've come to crack this case, have you? Indeed I have. And it's good to see you're just as upset about tonight's episode not airing as I am. What?
2: Midnight, there are a dozen police officers and reporters here. Clearly, this is about more than just the show not airing tonight.
1: Oh my! Linda! Do you mean to say...
0: The show might have been cancelled? You two don't know what's happened, do you?
2: Sorry, Detective Davis, we don't. Midnight was trying to listen to the show earlier and heard it wasn't airing tonight, so we came down here to see why.
0: Oh dear. All right, come inside.
2: What's happened, Detective Davis? I'm
0: afraid there's been a murder. Thomas Portager was found crushed under a giant sign in the backstage area earlier this evening.
2: Thomas Portager, the actor?
0: That's correct. And without the show's star, what choice did they have but to cancel tonight's show?
3: And the way it's going, it might not just be tonight's show either.
0: Ah, yes. uh, Midnight, Linda, let me introduce you to Angelica Monster Hunter's producer, Simon Stride.
1: What do you mean by that, Mr. Stride?
3: Portager was the driving force behind the show. He's the reason everyone tuned in each week. Without him, we're going to lose our listeners. There's already rumors from the network wanting to cancel the show prematurely. No, they can't do that. I'm afraid it is.
1: Detective Davis, I hereby offer all of my and Linda's skills in solving this case. I refuse to stand aside and watch as one of America's beloved radio shows gets cancelled because someone died. I will solve this case for me, and you, and all of the other fans out there.
0: Midnight, I'm not actually a, a fan. There's no
1: need to hide it, Detective Davis. I understand.
0: Right. Well... Well, I will hold off our investigation for now and go tell the Commissioner you're on the case. But, Midnight, I can only give you until morning. Then we'll have to take over.
1: No problem, Detective Davis. Us fans need to stick together. Linda and I will solve this case and get this show back on the air.
0: The building is sealed. No one in or out. Mr. Stride will take you to the cast to start your investigation. Good luck, you two.
2: Thank you, Detective Davis. If we need you, we'll call the police station.
1: One last thing, Detective Davis. Where have you been? Oh, I was in Europe.
2: On vacation?
0: Yeah, you you could say that. Good luck.
1: Well, that wasn't at all cryptic. Mr. Stripey Guy? Stride. Whatever. Let's start cracking on this case. I'd like to get home and figure out what happens to Angelica and Henry. They were just about to tackle the evil bad guy Zooth in the last episode.
3: I'm very curious to know how it'll turn out.
2: Mr. Stride, where are the rest of the actors currently? We'd like to ask them a few questions.
3: Everyone's in the green room waiting. When they found Thomas dead, they got scared and started panicking. Of course, as producer, it's my job to keep everyone calm, which, I'll tell you, not an easy job. How come? (laughs) You try keeping a group of actors calm when they find out there's a murderer on the loose. They might act fearless on the show, but in real life, the smallest thing could scare them.
1: highly doubt any of them are. After the countless times Angelica has saved the world and faced certain danger, I can't imagine anything could still scare her.
3: You do know she's just an actress, right? Well, yes,
1: of course. There was that story arc where she worked undercover at the movie studios trying to unmask the evil mastermind behind the mysterious disappearances of the extras. Is
2: he... he... He's fine. Trust me. He's just a little excited.
3: Right. The cast is right through here.
2: Simon, Simon, what's going on?
3: Okay, okay. everyone, oh, Linda, isn't this exciting?
2: Exciting? Midnight, a man is dead.
1: Yes, that, but these are them. It's everything I imagined it to be. Except for that guy over there. I don't know who that is.
4: Please, guys, calm down. Calm down. Simon, what's wrong? What happened?
3: Yeah, and where's Thomas at? Probably off drunk again at some pub. Everyone, Thomas is dead. What? You're kidding me. I can't say I'm surprised, really.
4: How? What do you mean?
3: They found him in the hallway leading to the stage about an hour ago. He was crushed by a sign. So,
5: someone killed him then? Yes. Er,
3: no. I I mean, we don't know. That's why they're here. To try to figure out what happened to Thomas.
1: This is... No, wait! I'll do this! I'm...
2: I've
1: forgotten my name.
2: We're from the Midnight Sleuth Detective Agency. I'm Linda Talbot, and he's the Midnight Sleuth. We've been called in to try to figure out what's going on.
5: Well, join the club. None of us know either, but I definitely would like to.
3: I suppose I should introduce you to everyone, Miss Talbot. This is Sally Rogers Dugan. She plays Angelica on the show.
4: Nice to meet you. Hello, Miss Dugan! Uh, yes, hello there. Nice to meet you. Midnight, is it? Linda, she knows my name.
2: It's very nice to meet you, Miss Dugan.
4: Moving on. This
3: is Adam Baldwin. He plays Xavier on the show.
2: Oh, hello there.
1: Ma'am, pleasure to meet you. Wait a
3: minute. I see what's going on here.
2: Midnight for the last time. I am not flirting. You're
1: pretending to be smart, aren't you? Uh, what do you mean? On the show. You're the dumb one that's always getting captured and in trouble. Until Angelica and Henry come and save you. That's
5: just the character I play on the show. I'm actually one of the smartest persons in the cast. Oh, speak for yourself, Adam. Pipe it down, Francis. We all know how much you hate this show.
2: And you are?
5: Francis Thy,
6: Actor. It is a pleasure to meet you, my dear girl.
1: The Francis Oh, Oh, that's amazing. Do the voice. I beg your pardon? Do the voice. The voice from the show. Oh, yes, fine,
6: fine. Now you can't do that, Angelica. The Order will be most displeased with you. <laughs> that's it. Wait,
3: where's your psychic? Where's Russell? Oh, you mean... This Russell? Hey, Rupert, tell him where the master's plan is. You're kidding. You do
1: Russell, too? The next thing you'll tell me is you do Mama Sardine as well.
3: Oh, well, dear me, sugar, that's a cold, hard fact.
1: <laughs> that's amazing.
6: Yes, thank you very much. Show off. Oh, please excuse my fellow actor. He doesn't appreciate the finer talents of actually being able to act.
2: Please, gentlemen. Need I remind you, one of your fellow actors is lying dead in the hallway right now and the person who killed him is likely still in the building.
3: You can't be certain of that.
2: And you are?
3: Oh, yes, of course. This is Wes Jeeden, the creator of the show.
2: Oh, ex- excuse me. I'm very sorry about that. Didn't mean to snap.
3: It's quite all
1: right.
2: Midnight? Don't you want to say something to him?
1: I'm sorry. I have no clue who you are. I get that a lot.
2: What? You freaked out about all the other actors, but you don't do anything for the creator of the show? The person behind it all? No.
1: Like I said, I have no idea who that is.
7: It's perfectly all right, Miss Talbot. You'd be surprised how many times the work I do on the show gets overlooked. Oh,
6: speak for yourself, Wes. You're not the only one who doesn't get appreciated for all that they do around here. How so? My dear girl, I do nearly half the voices on this show. Without me, it would be little more than these three imbeciles rambling on at each other each week. But do I get any of the notice? No. No. Everything's Thomas and Sally Rogers, nothing about
5: Francis Thigh. Here we go again.
4: (sighs) That's not true, Francis. You're just as much of the show as the rest of us, and are equally recognized as the rest of us are.
6: Really, Sally, you of all people should know what it's
1: like to be pushed out of the spotlight. Oh, this is just like the time that they were all brainwashed into thinking each other was out to ruin each other's lives.
2: Excuse me, before we get too far off topic, can I please ask a few questions? It was
1: a really good
4: episode. Sorry. Yes, please.
2: Mr. Thay, where were you when Mr. Portager was killed?
6: I beg your pardon.
3: Are you accusing me of killing Thomas?
2: It's a simple question.
3: He was with me. We were discussing a few things. What kind of things?
6: Personal matters?
3: Nothing that concerns you, my dear Ms. Talbot?
6: Now, if you'll excuse me, I'd like to go back to my dressing room
5: for a drink. Yeah, me too. Is that all you need from
1: us?
2: Yes, thank you, everyone. We'll find you if we have any further questions. Midnight, I could have used some help back there.
3: I'm sorry, Linda. I was enjoying the show. I'm sorry about all that. Like I said, they're a bit jumpy right now. Plus, actors, right? I mean, <laughs> what are you going to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Sorry.
2: So why would someone want to kill Portager?
3: I don't know. He's the star of the show. Everyone loved him. Well, mostly everyone.
2: But I thought Sally Rogers Dugan was the show's star.
3: Oh, come on, Linda. Everyone knows the real star of
1: the show was the handsomely dashing, chiseled, jaw-conflicted good guy Henry Custer, Played by
3: Thomas Portager.
2: Really? Mr. Stride, can we see Mr. Portager's body? Yes.
3: Follow me. Well, there he is. Gruesome, isn't it? Where is he? Uh, what do you mean? Where's Thomas Portager?
2: Um, Midnight? He's right there in front of you.
1: Oh, is he behind that balding, overweight man lying there on the ground, pinned underneath the sign that says, West Jeeden Productions? No, that man is Portager. What? No, no, no. Thomas Portager is a dashing hero of incredible exploits.
2: Midnight, he's a voice actor. He hasn't done any of that.
1: My goodness, Linda.
3: The curtain certainly has been drawn, hasn't it?
2: Mr. Stride, who was the one that found him?
3: West did. He said he was heading into the studio to drop off the script pages for tonight's episode, and he saw the sign drop and crush him. He immediately called the police, canceled tonight's airing shortly after. Terrible thing. Terrible thing.
1: Well, I suppose some people spend their whole lives looking for a sign. Thomas just happened to have his fall right into his lap. (laughs)
3: What? You're an idiot.
4: Miss Talbot, can I... Oh, God, how horrible. Is is that Thomas? Miss Dugan, what are you doing here? You shouldn't be seeing
2: this. Oh, that's
4: terrible. Who would do something like this? That's what we're here to find out, Miss Dugan. (sighs) Please, call me Sally.
2: All right, Sally.
4: I don't know how you deal with seeing this sort of thing on a regular basis.
2: Actually, murder isn't as common as you would think for us. It's been a few years since we've seen one, but it's still not easy to see one when it does happen.
4: You're a stronger woman than I am, I can tell you that.
2: Oh, come on, I'm sure it's not that bad. You're headlining a very popular radio show that millions of people listen to. You have to hold up the show and deal with those other guys all the time.
4: I suppose that's true. Definitely not easy when you have to deal with a couple of idiots every day. <laughs>
2: I know the feeling. I heard that.
4: You know... I'll admit, when I took this job, I figured, since I play the character the show is named after, that I was the star. And I was, until Thomas showed up, and he started getting more and more attention, and pretty soon the reviews were talking about how great Thomas Gordiger was, with a quick side note about me. But now with him gone, I guess I'll be the star again. Maybe I'll reclaim some of that spotlight I used to have. Aha! I
1: knew it! You killed him.
4: What? Midnight, what are you doing? I'm using my perfectly
1: honed skills to deduce that Sally Rogers Dugan, a.k.a. Angelica Winters, is in fact the murderer of Thomas Portezier for reasons of jealousy. <gasps> Sally, how could you do this to the show?
4: I didn't kill him.
1: Did you not just admit that he was getting more attention than you on the show? That you, in fact, should have been the star because you play the titular character? Well, yes, but... That gives you the perfect motive to kill him. You might have been jealous of his dashing good looks. But in reality, they weren't enough for you. So you single-handedly rigged the sign to fall on him when he walked backstage.
4: No, I didn't. I, I didn't.
2: <laughs> Midnight? What was that?
1: I thought she did it.
2: On what grounds? Weren't you listening? Midnight, you can't just accuse someone like that. You have to have proof.
1: But I thought that's what we usually do. You always figure out who did it and make the accusation. Which, based upon our records, you're right about 79% of the time.
2: Yes, but I have proof. Wait, 79%? When have we ever been wrong?
1: There was that one case three years ago we did where the hot dog vendor thought someone was stealing his hot dogs and you accused the street sweeper of being behind it.
2: Midnight, I didn't work for you three years ago and I'm pretty sure you told me that you were stealing the hot dogs.
1: Oh. Then never mind.
3: What was
2: that? That was a gunshot. And it sounded like it came from Sally's dressing room. Come on!
3: Oh no! Sally!
2: She's been shot. Midnight, Sally Rogers Dugan is dead.
1: Alright, maybe it wasn't her.
0: Tonight's thrilling adventure of The Midnight Sleuth will return after this short message from you lit Windproof Lighters.
3: Hey, Rupert, what are we going to do? All I want to do is smoke this cigarette, have the cool, clean taste of an unfiltered hand-rolled cigarette between my lips, but it's so darn windy out today. Whatever I'm going to do.
6: Oh, well, my dear Russell. Take my lit windproof lighter and light that cigarette.
3: Hey, Rupert, you sure are the brains of this operation.
6: Oh, Try telling that to Sally.
4: (laughs) 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 Ah, (laughs) Rupert.
0: And now, the thrilling conclusion of The Midnight Sleuth.
5: No, I don't know why anyone would want to kill Sally. She was the nicest person in the world. Didn't matter how mean or cruel a person could be. She'd find the good in them every time.
2: Is there anyone you can think of who might want to do this? An ex-boyfriend? Another actress she might have beat out for the role?
5: No. No one.
2: What was your relationship with Mr. Portager like? Psh.
5: That arrogant idiot. When this show started, Sally was the headliner, and I played second to her. Once they introduced Portager's character on the show, the whole dynamic changed.
1: Some would say the show got better.
5: Yeah. And who exactly would say that? No one. Honestly, I'm kind of hoping they cancel the show now. What?
3: Adam, why would you think that?
5: Because, Simon, after six years of doing the same thing, I'm ready to move on. Do something different. Besides, my contract has me tied up in the show until the bitter end. I mean, I've gotten a lot of positive responses from critics and the writers of other shows. I even got an offer to be in a movie. Can you believe that? My agent seems to think that getting out of here while things are still good is the best for me. And you know what? I suppose I only have my fans to thank for my success. They're who really made this show work. Without them, I wouldn't be nearly as successful as I am. You know something? You sound absolutely nothing
1: like you do on the show. That's because that's all an act. I'm an actor. Precisely my point. Whom better to pull off a convincing lie than an actor? Linda! I think that Mister Lighterface over here is our killer. What?
2: Midnight, not again!
1: You killed Thomas so you could be free from the success of this show, ultimately allowing you to pursue different career paths. Adam, how could you do this to the show? I didn't.
2: Midnight, stop it! No,
1: Linda, I'm at least forty-five percent certain this time that Adam is in fact our man. I didn't do
5: it, Simon. You gotta believe me. I love this show. I really do. It's just if
2: he is the killer, then why did he kill Sally?
1: With Thomas out of the way, he knew Sally would become the star again. Ultimately dragging the show on for years. Ruining any chance he would have of going elsewhere. No, come on. I'm not that type of guy. I love this show. I love the fans,
5: too. They mean everything to me. I have them to thank for everything that I-
1: (gasps) What? Alright. Maybe I was 40% certain he was the killer. They killed Adam. The killer is still out there. Okay, ten. And they shot him with an arrow. I wasn't even aware people still use bows and arrows these days.
2: Midnight, come on. We need to find the killer. That arrow had to be shot by someone close by for that accurate of a shot, which means our killer is near.
1: You're an expert in archery now, too, are you? Do you even sleep, Linda?
2: Over there. I think I see someone. Come on. Francis' thigh?
1: No, wait. It is not what it looks like. How can you run so fast? I'm... Oh, look. Francis is the killer. Francis,
6: how could you do this to the show? I am no killer. I was simply walking by when I found this bow line in the middle of the floor. I didn't want anyone to trip on it, so I simply picked it up to move it out of the way.
2: Well, excuse us for not believing you when Adam Baldwin just got shot in the chest with an arrow right in front of us.
1: Oh, my. Please, you must understand. The jig is up, Mr. Head. Thigh. Same thing. I knew it was you the whole time. You did this all because you haven't been paid enough or given the proper credit you feel you deserve. You want it out of this show. No, please. I'm not as bitter as it seems. In
6: all truthfulness, this show means a great deal to me. I get to do so many different characters. Each one more unique. Each one more original and creative. Each week is a true test of my expertise and skill.
2: Then why were you so mean to everyone?
6: It was an act, my dear girl. Being British, surrounded by all of these Yankees, I felt compelled to act that way. But now I realize how much of a mistake it all was. Life is just too short to be that way. But I can still make this right. I will carry on in the honor my fallen friends my colleagues my family I can do all of their voices
5: Sally
4: it won't be that hard to do this
5: Adam all it will take is a little patience Thomas
1: you kind of drag it out just a little bit almost a little bit of John Wayne in there there's no way you can do that yes I can All right. You're really good. This, this will
6: be a game-changing performance. Now, I must
3: go and rehearse my lines. Blasted. I thought we had him. It couldn't possibly have been Francis who killed Thomas. He was with me, remember?
2: But he had the bow in his hands just now. You can't tell me someone shot that arrow, dropped the bow, and fled all before we got here.
3: Perhaps we should ask Mr.
1: Face over there a few questions.
2: Good idea. Oh no, that came from the stage where Francis was heading.
3: No. They got
1: Francis too. Man, you guys better have one amazing insurance policy for this place.
2: (gasps) He was electrocuted. Looks like when he touched this microphone to turn it on, he completed the circuit. The electricity ran through his body and killed him before he even knew it. Midnight, I'm starting to get scared.
1: Wait a minute, Linda. I have it. There's only one person who could have done all this. A man who lurks in the shadows. Who knows every move these brave men and women make. A person who was the true star of the show. The one who brought the show alive each and every week. The killer of all of them is... The Foley Guy.
3: Okay, maybe not the Foley Guy. Enough. Stop it. Stop accusing people. Every time you accuse another person, they die. There's not a lot of people on this show left, and at this rate, I'll be next? Hmm. Oh, no. Don't you dare.
2: Midnight, please think of something.
1: Linda, I think I know what's going on here.
2: Really? What is it?
1: After much consideration of the facts, and since there's not many people still alive to actually point the finger to, it's pretty obvious who's behind all this. Linda, the real killer is... me.
2: What? Midnight!
1: How could you... Wait, what? Obviously I am the killer. When it comes down to it, my love for the show and its characters outweighs my sane reasoning. Once I heard the show was no longer going to stay on the air and that the actors themselves were happily moving on, well, I acted quickly to get rid of them. If I couldn't have them to myself, then no one could. But I was crafty, Linda. I was always one step ahead of myself.
2: Midnight? That doesn't make any sense. Really?
1: Really? Every time I thought I had figured out who did it, I was there to get rid of the person to blame. It's almost as if I wanted to catch myself in the act. I am one tricky devil.
2: Snap out of it, Midnight. You did not kill them.
1: I must have been sleepwalking. There's only been a single known case of someone simultaneously sleepwalking, killing, and solving their own case. And I'm pretty sure it was on an episode of
3: Angelica Monster Hunter. How ironic.
2: Ugh, why do I even bother?
3: So, this guy is an actual detective?
2: Sometimes. Midnight, get serious. You are not the killer. You've been with us the entire time.
1: Stop trying to cover for me, Linda. I know I did it. I can tell by the way I shift my eyes when I'm talking to myself. It's a telltale sign.
2: No, it's not. You're overreacting again. There's someone trying to kill everyone right now, Midnight, and it's not you.
1: But, Linda... Who could possibly have the brains to mastermind an entire massacre of the show's cast? Who could not only know every detail about these actors and the best way to kill them? Who has the cunning and know-how to off one beloved character after another while simultaneously being everywhere they needed to be and not be recognized... Oh my goodness, it's Wes Cheaton, isn't
7: it? (laughs) That's right, Detective Dix. I am the murderer.
3: The name is actually Midnight. Wes, how could you do this to the show? You know what? I don't even care anymore. I quit.
7: Uh, right. Anyway, I don't know how you figured out my secret, but I do commend you.
2: It wasn't hard. You were one of the only people still alive. That's true.
7: All part of my master plan. Your master plan?
2: Your plan was to kill everyone all along?
7: Yes. Well, no. Actually, it was just to get rid of Thomas. He was becoming too big for the show. He threatened to get me kicked off the show when I told him I was going to kill off his character next month. Um, spoilers. He was going to get the studio to take my show away from me. So I had to get rid of him. I rigged the sign to fall on him and sent the page to tell him he was needed on stage. All he had to do was walk in, then bang. Crushed to death. I should have known. The death had your name written all over it.
2: Midnight? What do you mean?
1: It was the sign of West Jeden's production company. It literally
7: had his name written all over it. Hadn't thought of that.
2: But why did you kill everyone else?
7: I thought I had gotten away with it. After you met with all of us when you arrived, you seemed so fixated on Francis being behind this all. But when I overheard you talking to Susan, and once I heard how much she was looking forward to taking over the show, I had to get rid of her too. Little did she know... Angelica was going to meet an untimely death by the close of the season.
2: You were going to kill off the show's main star?
7: Seriously, you two! Spoilers! Yes. What better way to keep people on edge of the future of the show than to kill off its main character? Besides, we killed her in the first season and brought her back. Why can't we do it again?
2: That sounds like lazy writing to me.
7: (laughs) I'd take offense to that.
2: But what about the others? Why them?
7: After Susan, I kept following you around and overheard everyone else's plans, too. Adam wanting to move on to do other things, thanking the fans for his success, and never once mentioning it was I that made him as popular as he is. Without me, he would have been nothing! And Francis would have become too powerful and demanding if he took over all the voices. But what about the Foley artist? Uh, yeah. Actually... I don't know why I killed him.
2: It doesn't matter, Wes. You've killed five people tonight, and we're not about to let you get away with it.
7: Oh, but you'll have to catch me first. Catch you? Catch you later, Midnight do.
2: Midnight, quick! He's getting away!
7: Hey! No one calls me that anymore! Come back here!
2: Midnight, look out! He has a gun! (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha! Missed. Wait! Now he has a cannon! Where did he get- get-
1: Linda, did you see that? I jumped right over that cannonball. I didn't even really try. Lightning fast moves. Should have been a plumber.
2: Now he's got a bow and arrow.
1: He, what? Right into the air, huh? And I'm gonna try to aim at me. On choice. Ah! Ding ding. The round is over.
2: Oh, midnight. Are you okay?
1: I'm perfectly okay, Linda. But I think Mr. Gideon here is K.O. <laughs> That's a pun.
0: work midnight, Miss Talbot. Mr. Jeeden here was
1: the last person we thought could be behind this.
2: Trust us, Detective Davis. He was the last one that we thought of, too.
1: But with our keen skills of deduction, we were able to quickly narrow it down to Mr. Jeeden before any more harm could be done. After he killed an additional four people. A minor four-person detail.
0: Right. Well, trust me when I say, this one would be locked up for a very long time.
7: Don't be locked away for too long. Mark my words. Once the fans hear about this, they will protest. They will protest in my defense and demand you to release me. They will likely start an aggressive letter-writing campaign to the network. And that will keep my dreams alive. It's foolproof. It cannot
2: fail. I will have my revenge.
0: He makes good programming,
1: but he's a total wacko, isn't he?
2: You said it. Hey, Detective Davis, I just wanted to say how glad I am that you're back.
1: Me too. We really missed having you here. Without you, everything felt empty. Almost like we were missing one of us. Well, I'm
0: glad to hear you feel that way, Midnight. You too, Miss Talbot. My time away from all of this has really made me appreciate what I have here. And I wanted to thank you two for helping me bring so many people to justice. I couldn't have done it without-
2: Wes's arrow! It struck Detective Davis in the chest.
7: (laughs) I told you. Revenge is mine. Midnight, doof.
2: Midnight! Detective Davis is...
7: I...
1: Yes. I... Yes. I'm here, Detective Davis. I need to tell you something. Very important. Is it your accent? Because, frankly, we've noticed that it comes and goes at times.
0: No! And I was gone. I found out a secret plan that's in the works. (coughs) Something big's coming. And I found out who's behind it. (coughs) It's Professor R.
2: Professor R? That person that made the formula Frankie Calzone and them were looking for?
0: Yes. And I found out who, who he really is.
1: He's... He's...
2: He's dead, Midnight.
1: I see that, Linda. An arrow to the chest has killed our friend. And honestly, I just don't know what the point of it all was.
2: Oh, Midnight.
1: Yes, Linda. That was a pun. And Detective Davis is dead. And neither of those things are funny. The pun was a little funny.
0: And that was another exciting episode of The Midnight Sleuth Brought to you by Opal Brand Soap Opal Soap Cleaning your body and your mind Tonight's episode Dr. Terrible's Listen at Home Radio Show Was written by Jeff Bell and T.C. DeWitt With additional material by Dan Casey Tonight's players Dan Casey as The Midnight Sleuth Kimberly Casey as Linda Talbot Jeff Bell as Detective Davis T.C. DeWitt as Simon Stride and Francis Thigh Candace Hostler as Sally Rogers Dugan Chad Halverson as Adam Baldwin Aaron Williams as Wes Jean, and special guest Nathan Fillion as Thomas Portager. Join us next time for another exciting episode of The Midnight Sleuth For more information about this and other programming, visit our official website at www.gostat.net.